mark the radio dial setting at MotorCityGaming.com. Do not use your phone. It must be reserved for vital emergency messages so that you can receive official news and civil defense instructions on the Conrad frequency used in your area. Your life may depend on this. The last line of defense in major gaming news. Gamezilla Alpha. Prepare to take shelter and obey instructions instantly. This is the underground resistance. Join the Alpha Force. This is the plan to help you and others who need you. A plan to live, to work, and fight as did your forefathers. Now, let's check the plan together step by step. Gamezilla Alpha. you're part of the organization that is the Immortals! Welcome to GameZilla Alpha, episode 30, where we talk about the NALCS and all the decisions that have happened over the last 48 hours. It's about to get crazy. Rest in peace. We're going to get into it right now in this episode of GameZilla Alpha, brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. If you want early access to this great show, along with other great perks, head on over to patreon.com slash Podcast and start your patronage today and become a true immortal. Ah, that's right. Thank you to all of our supporters. And if you are supporting some of these NALCS teams from League of Legends, well, this episode is going to be somewhat depressing because Riot Games has made some decisions that not everybody is a huge fan of. We decided to take take the World 2017 uh, theme song, Legends Never Die, as a fitting piece to some of these teams that we really expected to be making a comeback next year. And they're not. Riot is starting a riot. (laughs) Good job. They sure are. (laughs) Yeah, think about it. See what I did there? So let's let's get right into it. Alpha is your topic, your weekly topic show. We've picked the NALCS franchising itself in 2018. We knew it was coming. Everything sounded really good and promising for the teams that were going to be involved. What we didn't know was that some of these teams didn't have a shot at coming back, and no one was going to uh, let us know except Twitter. Good job, Twitter. And some guy from ESPN that just happens to know an insider on every fucking team of the NALCS. It's the same dude. But, um, yeah, it's all coming out via Twitter because Riot Games is not going to make an announcement until November. The teams are staying hush-hush because... If you got in, then you're happy. If you didn't get in, you still can you still get access to a exit pool, which is going to allow you to recoup some of your money. And I'm assuming right now it's uh, stay quiet, don't say anything bad, so that you have access to that pool. That's kind of what I'm looking at. Yeah, you need to get your money back. Exactly. So everyone's playing playing along with it, but we, um, you know, we don't. Uh, we don't know exactly what's going on. We don't know why some of these teams got declined. There's rumors around around surrounding this, but uh, we'll get into it here when we when we list these off. But first of all, I just wanted to say that the way this is all just kind of like 
leaking out all over social media. It's don't you think hit Riot Games as this being your like inaugural season franchise, all the stuff that like you should probably come on out and like clean this up because it's all leaking out and you're just sitting behind closed doors like not doing anything. And to me, it just kind of gives you a bad face, makes you look bad in the sense that you got fan bases that are upset, big fan bases. You got fan bases questioning what the hell, why this versus that, you know, and nothing. Yeah, at the same time, though, this is all leaked on Twitter. So it's not like Riot has came out and said, hey, this team has got their franchise application accepted. This team has declined and then just not responding after that. This is all stuff that's been actually found out and leaked via Twitter. So, I mean, do I think that they need to get ahead of it? Yes. But, you know, do I think that they're wrong in the fact that they haven't yet? Not really because they haven't really I mean, one of the problems is it's all, it's yes, yes, a lot of this stuff's hitting Twitter and, and people are upset. But I think my problem with it is that a lot of this is being reported by ESPN. Right. So even if it's being pushed to us via Twitter, the content's coming from ESPN. It's coming from um, uh, Wolf. Jacob Wolf. Jacob Wolf of ESPN. So, you know, like, I think, you, I think yeah, I think you need to, you need to do something here to settle, settle the crowds. But let's, Let's go over uh, before we get into the lists. Let's maybe you can explain to the to the people what's changing with with NALCS North America uh, League of Legends Championship Series. So essentially, what what currently the current I guess statement or mission statement or whatever the way that the league is run is that you have teams that make the actual LCS, which stands for League Championship Series, via winning matches in the Challenger Series to earn a spot in the NALCS. So you have your teams that make it from the previous season, and then at the end of each split, your two lowest teams go into basically the Challenger Series to play off for their spot in the next split of NALCS. So your two teams get dumped into all the challenger teams. They kind of have a little duking, duking of it out, as you could say. And then the two teams that come out of that um, challenger series get put back into the L- NALCS. So essentially it's a fight for your spot or play well enough during the split to keep your spot. And then you can continue to play in the um, NALCS. However, starting in 2018... They are actually going franchise, where each individual team is basically just going to be have to go through an application process, and then their application has to be reviewed, and then it has to be selected, and then those 10 teams of the applications that are selected are going to be in the NALCS league. So their spots are there until the owners of those teams actually sell them off, or or dump out or yep. something crazy happens and those spots are 10 million dollars each to get yep. in you have to pay 5 up front yep and then and then and the then 5, five over. over 3 years yep so you're looking at a 10 million dollar investment to get in the league 
20 million dollars to get into Overwatch, right? Overwatch being the other big league that's getting ready to launch as well. Mm-hmm. Different business models here though. And um yeah, it's I don't know. I I'm I'm excited cuz esports in general is taking that next step into like professional business. But I'm also the the stuff that we're about to talk about just kind of takes some of the uh oomph out of it. Right. Um before we get started, I just kinda want to go over the application process. So Riot does have on their website in the NALCS the things that they were looking for during the application submission. Mm-hmm. And they basically broke it down into four areas: a brand plan, owners, business plan, and then team strategy. And then under each of those buckets, these are this is what Riot was looking at as a whole when these teams submitted their applications. So under brand plan plan they were looking at how does the team plan to engage with and and acquire fans uh what their strategy for providing value to the fans through merchandise content and other opportunities and then why should fans support them as a team um over an owners who will be working with the pro players uh how much does the team know about the league itself and esports as a whole Um, What are the goals of ownership group by buying into this league? Under business plan, how do they plan to fund the organization over the next few years? So, right, it's looking to get paid. (laughs) Um, What's their strategy for sponsorships in particular being in new sponsors, bringing in new sponsorships into the league? Um, How do they plan to compensate pro players who work for them? And then under team strategy, how do they intend to develop talent in their organization? What facilities are they planning for pros? How do they stay competitive, including plans for coaching and support staffing? And then how will they work with pro transitioning out of full-time players' careers? So basically kind of like a retirement plan. Like how are they going to have these players go from a full-time career into what they can transition to afterwards. Uh And then that's what they were kind of looking for in each of the four categories as they submitted the applications. All right. Well, should we, um, should we get into who did make the cut? I think we should. Um, I'm feeling it. Here we go. Let's get ready. Let's get hyped because we got nine teams out of ten. First team returning back to the NALCS in the franchise season, Team Solo Mid. Second team, the only team that matters, our NA Hope this year. Cloud9 makes their comeback in 2018. And if you thought your gaming was on point, it doesn't matter because making it into the next season is Counter Logic Gaming. If you like crappy teams that have no direction, but they're making their comeback, Team Liquid! If you like Wolves, too bad, because we have Echo Fox! I know nothing about this team because they weren't even part of the league, but let's give it up for Optic Gaming! Are you a fan of basketball? I am. And guess what? Joe Lacobe and his son have a team. We don't know what they're going to be called. But they are from the Golden State Warriors. And let's not forget, not last, but also not least, 
the team we've all been waiting for. Cleveland Cavaliers have an NALCS spot. <laughs> Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> and last, but certainly not least, soaring high above all of the other teams, Fly Quest. My bro horn's not working, but just. <laughs> Man, shout out Fly Quest. Oh Hashtag my goodness. Five Mile Rick. That's right. Those are the nine teams that have been confirmed as getting accepted into the 2018 NALCS. Obviously, we have six of them being returning teams with four new spots. One of those spots not being uh, disclosed yet as to where it's going. But um, there you have it. That is going to be the, the majority of the makeup for next season. Now, let's let's dive into this a little bit. Obviously, we expected some of these teams to come back. But there is some question in there because some people are listening to this and go, I didn't hear my team. I didn't hear, where's my team? Maybe maybe they're coming. Maybe maybe they'll get the last spot. Maybe they'll get the last spot. Uh-oh. If you recognize this music, it was from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. This is the rest in peace section. <laughs> right. Teams that uh, won't get that last spot because um, it has been leak confirmed that their applications have already been denied. So rest in peace, you burning phoenix that will never, ever fall, except in League of Legends. Phoenix 1 is no more. Phoenix 1. Rest in peace. Medios, I love you. May you find peace. <sighs> you may have been around from the beginning. You may have built the NALCS, put it on your back, and created it, and made it what it is today. But you will be no longer in the franchising of NALCS. Team Dignitas. Rest in peace. <laughs> A team... That I don't give a shit about, but some people might. <laughs> Rest in peace, Team Envy. You are no longer part of the NALCS. Who are you, Team Envy? Did you ever compete in the NALCS? But you helped shape it. And for that, we thank you by declining your application. You're declining your application. And let's, uh, let's, let's just do this one together. <sighs> this one's hurtful. Hurtful. We all went to Boston rooting for this team, wanting them to show us everything. They went into Worlds this year looking like a team that might actually perform. I got a jersey. I'm going to have to burn it. You're wearing it right now. Or only wear it when I watch For love. For love of the brand. Rest in peace. Team Immortals. You died too young. You were too, too young. young. We'll too miss young. you. Why did you have to go? <laughs> That's right, the Immortals, the team, one of the NA teams representing North America at Worlds this year yes. has already been denied application and will not be returning to the NALCS. All of you are legends. Thank you for helping shape the NALCS, for taking League of Legends to where it's at today. Unfortunately, Riot didn't think you were worthy to keep going with it. 
So best of luck to yeah. you in all your other endeavors. Best of luck. Now, please dump all and pay out all those contracts so that we can draft those players into the teams that did get applications. And that's our next segment is what happens to all of this shit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of talent on the Immortals, on Team Dignitas, on Phoenix One. I don't know anybody on Team Envy, but they might be good. I don't know. Hey, they made it out of Challenger a couple times. There you go. So um, what happens, Jazzy? Like these people, they're just they're retired, right? They have no spot. They're done now. No. Oh, no. they have to finish their contracts with their team by sitting on a couch eating popcorn. The, oh. They might want to do that after being treated this way. But no, the players' contracts are going to have to be bought out by the... Uh, is it League? Or the teams have the teams. to release them? Teams so have the, to re- the teams have to purchase yeah. the contracts of their players out. Yeah, any of the contracts that run into 2018. If, right. they have already, if they're about to expire... Yeah, if they're going into free agency, then, then they just release them. Yeah, but if they, run, if they run into next year, then they have to release them. Uh, basically making them free agents. Yep. And then at that point, those players are on their own to either get picked up right away, have to try out for a team. Uh, you know, it, it really just comes down to what, you know, what's needed by some of these other organizations. And the big thing here is um, the big thing here is you do have several groups like like the Golden State Warriors and the Cleveland Cavaliers that right now don't have a team as far as we know. They don't have an, a team built. Yeah. So those are probably going to be some of those locations that, that the top tier talent is going to be looking at because they want a starting position and some of these other you know, you go look at Team Solo Mid and they're not looking for a mid because <laughs> they have the they're best one in NA. They're not looking for a top laner. <laughs> right. You know, they're not, so like, that's what I'm saying is that you're not, you know, some of these players aren't, you know, they'll be out there, but they only, I think the opportunities are, you know, going to be difficult. And I think you're going to find a, a few of these players that uh, get, mis, you know, displaced and, and don't find a home at least right away, which is, uh, that's a bummer. Yeah. And for some of them, I think it, it could even be a, a benefit because if you're a top talent player, like I mean, anyone on the Immortals who made world championships and basically just barely got knocked out of group stage, like they could have made brackets, which is better than most NA teams do in a world championships, and they just missed it. Team players on teams like this are going to almost have the uh, cream of the crop where they're going into trying to get selected on one of these franchise teams and they know they're good. So they'll have a lot more chips on the table that they can bargain with to try to like, you know, well, make play, a yeah. little more money. <laughs> I mean, you think about the squad that Immortals had. I mean, there's tons of talent just on that one team alone that uh, you know, you, it's going to be interesting to see where it all goes. Yeah. You know, or could even Phoenix yeah. won with Arrow I mean, he was. Yeah, that's what I mean. M- MVP of Spring Split. So right. I mean, you've got a lot of a lot of talent on these teams that have had their applications denied. Yep. So it'll be interesting to see where these players are going to end up. Yeah, absolutely. So that's your list of teams that have made it. The teams that didn't make the cut. We have one question mark uh, spot that hasn't been announced yet, as far as who it's going to. Uh, it'll. It sounds like it's going to be another new team um it, it will be yeah because all cu- yeah the four cuts you yep. know we had t- t- the 10 teams before this four have been cut 
Yep. You know, so uh, there's a possibility still that a challenger team might end up taking this. Yeah, I mean, highly unlikely, but yeah. yeah. There's also been that talk of a EU European league uh, moving. So you know, could that be that last spot that they're just wrapping up? Right. You know, details about it's possible. So, but uh, yeah. Um, so as far as the overall application process, we have the nine teams that are in. We have the decline of the four teams that are current NALCS teams that did get denied. So, like you said, we do have that one question mark. I just want to let everybody know that throughout the application process, there was over a hundred applications submitted, for a spot yeah. <laughs> submitted yep. in NALCS franchising. So, I mean, the fact that we actually do have a good six of the teams that are currently in the NALCS moving into franchising, I think it's like great because these teams clearly know what they're doing. They clearly have an understanding of esports. They have an understanding of how to run an organization and a team, and they're at least seen by Riot that they can do it. Yeah, and they have the backing, right? You know, like the just the the funding behind some of these teams, you know, Counterlogic Gaming with Madison Square Garden's company, you have Echo Fox partnering with the New York Yankees, you have FlyQuest affiliated with the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, so I mean there's a lot of big organizations behind these teams that can support them and I think that's the big piece that Riot cares about and it's sad because it, it does come off as a huge money grab, right? But at the same time, when you look at, like, so back history of Riot, LCS, NALCS, started in 2013. At the end of 2016, it still was losing money. It still wasn't profitable. Just this year, Riot came out and said that they were turning a profit with the NALCS. So, 2013, is that the start point? Am I right? Of 2011, though, I thought. Of who? Of NALCS. 2011. Yeah, 11. So, sorry, five years of not turning a profit by Riot themselves. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, two things are coming from this. 2017, they, they actually hit that marker. They're actually in the green, right? And they're making money. So 2018, they want to flip the, flip the script and go franchise. So I can get from Riot Games where they spent five years grinding, trying to get their product to be profitable, that they want when they're shifting these gears where they're going to share profits and they're going to build this overall ecosystem for everyone to benefit from, that they want healthy applicants to be the ones in there. So I get that. The problem I have is that you want a $10 million buy-in. You want, you know, like it used to be you got into Challenger, you know, maybe you spent a million bucks for that spot. You did well in Challenger. You got uh, a, you got a NALCS spot. Maybe it was a million to two million fee for that. Now it's just 10, 10 million just escalated like big time. So you're building because you want, you want groups that have financial stability. But at the same time, you don't have a track record that people should be sitting there being like, yeah, here's $10 million. Here's $10 million. Here's my business plan on how I'm going to make $100 million this year. Here's my business plan on how I'm going to share that $100 million with you. Like, I would look at Riot Games and sit there and say, okay, you've been up for six, seven years, and you've been profitable for one. 
not even a full year, but for I'll give you one. Mm-hmm. Why? So why am I sitting here looking at you like, oh yeah, you're definitely you definitely know what's going on. You definitely got the right business plan. Like I don't. For me, I don't have the confidence in Riot for me to sit back and say. You know, yeah, we'll um, you know we'll take this team and we'll cut off all of our other things and we'll focus just primarily on league and and all this stuff, you know, because you got all these teams, all these brands focus all sorts of gaming. It's not just league. League is just a big deal, just like Overwatch is a big deal right now. But league is doing this whole profit sharing thing where Overwatch is not, and those are the two big right. those are the two big leagues that we're looking at right now. And it's like that's all fine and dandy, but if I'm over here as a Yankees owner that's all, that's affiliated with Echo Fox, and I generate five hundred million dollars next year, and that guy over there generated fifty million, like what, what's going on here? Like I, you're trying to balance this this friendly ecosystem of everyone benefits, and so the answer is bring in NBA owners, bring in baseball owners, bring in, you know, millionaires, bring in all these, that, that's, that's your answer. Bring mm-hmm. in people that have a shit ton of money and the people that helped build your league, the people that helped shape it, immortals that joined two years ago and have been out losing money for two years, you basically used that against them, but they, they gambled and, and put that investment in and accepted their losses for two years because they believed that it was a good path that would eventually get somewhere, and then you just cut them out. And mm-hmm. that's where it's like, that's the problem I have here. It's like, there, I, I, I feel any team that wanted to pay the money and, and, and follow all your rules, if they were a pre-existing team, should have had some sort of seniority options. Right. Because they helped make you what you are today. Yeah, or at least been given the option. Like, yeah. hey, you want to know what? Here's the deal. It's a $10, $10 million buy-in. This is when we need this amount of money. You have until here to prove to us that you can do it, along with still submitting your application and us going over it. And then we can discuss your application and what we expect. And then if you can come up with the $5 million, you get a shot. And then if you don't, you know, under terms of contract, we could say, hey, you want to know what? See ya. And it's still kind of weird with the way that they're going to do the profit sharing and stuff like that because basically what they're saying there is that the teams are going to share profits of sponsorships and merch sales and stuff like that as an individual team to Riot, whereas Riot's going to share profits of uh, team-branded digital goods. And then a big thing, which I think this is where Riot's banking on and why they are, you know, have their chest puffed out, is they have a bunch of media deals going down, and they could earn potentially a ton of money off these media deals because some of them are potentially ESPN if, and esports going mainstream. It. Right? If people watch it, because here's so. the thing: I will, I will turn around and I will watch League online because I don't even have cable, so I don't care what deals you make. I'm not going to watch it. Mm-hmm. Now, if you make a deal with ESPN and they put it on ESPN.com and you take it off of Twitch because it's on ESPN.com, then yeah, guess what? I'll watch it on ESPN.com. But like, I don't care where I watch it. I watch I watch NALCS on YouTube right now. That's where I watch it because because I, I follow the Score Esports app mm-hmm. and they link the YouTube in it. Yeah. So it doesn't, like for me, it doesn't matter. And Riot, if you really, like I just, I don't, 
see the transition just because, just be, hey, League's on TV now. Okay, well, I'm playing video games and I have a second screen that's hooked to my computer. I'm just going to watch it online. Mm-hmm. It doesn't intrigue me to go watch it via a cable box. So I guess we'll have to see what these deals are. Yeah, because, I mean, the potentials could be really high. Yeah, if ESPN in, can lock in, it down yeah. and say, we're the only I mean, one broadcasting league now, meaning it's not on YouTube, meaning it's not on Twitch, then yeah, you know what? That that could be big. They bought, they paid Riot for that, to have that, to get the traffic, right? Mm-hmm. So then, yeah, then Riot can sit there and say, we're going to share that to all the teams. Okay. Yep. And then ad deals and sponsorship deals that you can get off yeah. of that. And then My problem, though, currently is- Worlds is at what? I think it's... Potentially close to two hundred thousand people watching every time I uh, turn it on to watch it, and that's the rebroadcast, mind you, because we're over here in America, and they're over there in China, and I'm watching the rebroadcast, and there's still two hundred thousand people watching this. So yeah, who but at knows the but at the many... same time, you have uh, analytics from last year saying forty three million um, unique viewers. Viewers, right. Of Worlds 2016. Mm -hmm. So 43 million. You know, when you compare that to Super Bowl or whatever, right? Or something like that, it's 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 a fraction of what what that is. So like you know, like again, it can be something, but but for all these teams to just throw all throw everything into their team and be like, Yep, Riot's gonna take us to the holy land, it's a little shaky for me. Especially seeing, you know, other league, other esports leagues that tried this uh, in a very similar business model, and uh, three years went bankrupt and closed. You know, so I mean, it's they're not Riot though. Riot, you know, like that's the whole thing is that I, Riot is it, they're Riot. It's their league and it's their game. So like that's that's what's new here, and that's why Overwatch is also very interesting because it's Overwatch, it's Blizzard, it's their game, it's their league. So. It's it, this is the next step. This is the first time we've seen this with the developer and the publisher and all that also being the league creator. And that's where I think you're right. We can get we can see this profitability, but my concern is not this year. 2018 will be an experimental, fun, exciting time when we see all this stuff happen. It'll be cool to watch. You know Cleveland and Golden State and and all these uh, these newcomers launch their new logos and announce their new team names and see the new jerseys like it's always exciting, right? The problem is when the product hits the hits the arena, and then like two years they're garbage. And you want to know what league I I instantly look at because I'm a big soccer fan. Mm-hmm. I remember what the MLS was when it launched here in America. It was trash. You had guys working full-time jobs that were major league soccer players, you know, playing at high school soccer fields. So, like, for me, like, yes, the, the infrastructure is built. The, the, the arenas are there. The, the league has, has, has a history. But what happens in two years when, like, some of these teams, let's just say a couple of these teams are complete garbage, complete garbage and and the investor got you know the the money guys are like yeah we own that but we're not going to pay attention to it because we also own the milwaukee bucks we also own you know madison square gardens owns fucking everything so like they can sit there and still just like have that little like 
thing on the side that never gets any attention, but they got the spot. So what's Riot's game plan being like, oh, well, you know, there's no, there's no, you're not performing well. Um, bye bye. See you later. Mm-hmm. At least it's been disclosed. Right. So then you have to worry about the health of the league. If you got a couple teams, you know, that are just not good and aren't getting the support that technically they need unless Riot can sit there and say, oh, well, you're not doing A, B, and C, so we're terminating your your contract and we have an open spot for 2019, you know, type deal where they'll take applications again. Yeah. I don't know how it's going to go, but it freaks me out because the thing about the league right now, like that you already explained, is that you got a team that just bombs. They have to go and prove themselves worthy to be back next season. In this new business model, they don't. They just pay, yeah. pay their fees and keep showing up. Mm-hmm. And when you think about certain leagues like the NHL and the NBA who have suffered hard from different reasons, NBA you, NBA right now, you can pretty much project who's going to be in the NBA Finals this year because that's how the NBA has turned into. It's a two-team league. Yeah, there's a bunch of teams, and there might be an upset here or there. But in the end, we expect Golden State Warriors and Cleveland to be in the, to be in the finals again. Like that's not healthy. Mm-hmm. The, the the talent's right. not spread out, and so like that's what I, I'm worried about. Riot f- rolling into this is that we've seen Riot where Team Solo mids seventeen and one, and everybody else is over here, and half the league is complete crap and have no chance at anything. So all your public events, all your all your mid-season events and all that stuff, they mean nothing because half the, half the league is already tanked. They already tanked. They have no shot at anything until the second split. And then guess what? It happens again. Four games in the second it split. It happens again. And it's tanked. like, well, you know. Yeah. It'll so, be interesting to see how Riot treats the actual team itself versus um, stuff like the players. The the protecting of players and pro players going into this franchising is like completely different. I mean, pro players are getting a salary cap lift, 75k a year minimum, which is more than they've ever seen. Plus they have the ability to increase that if they can profit share revenues higher. So if teams are doing what they're supposed to with their sponsorships and stuff like that and kicking more money back to Riot, the pro players are getting that revenue increase from their team literally dumped right back onto them at the end of the season because Riot's saying, hey, you did what you were supposed to do. Here's your money. Right. So that's really cool. And they're formulating the first ever uh, pro players association where they're going to vote for a representative to basically represent all of the pro players that actually talks directly with Riot to ensure that these players are protected against Riot and or a team that could be, you know, on the, on the fence or doing something shady. So, and th- and it's voted by the players. The yeah. players literally get together. They say, hey, here's a guy that we want to represent him. You vote, and then whoever wins the vote gets to be that representative for the players for what essentially is a split, and then they re-vote and they keep going. Yeah. So Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's real similar to, you know, uh, a lot of the other professional sports leagues having a union. Right. Um, which is it's a good thing, absolutely protect the players in in multiple ways. But yeah, I mean the players are it's it sounds like it's going to be better for the players. 
you know, if you get a spot, you're going to be guaranteed this pay. You're going to be guaranteed health care. You're going to be guaranteed, you know, like there's all these things getting put into play. And then also they, you know, Riot wants that game plan where it's like, all right, you know what? You've, you've aged out where you're just not, you're not the best of the best anymore, but now we're going to transition you into a team leader of the organization and a streamer. You know, and you're still going to be able to make this much revenue if you want to stay here. Otherwise, you know, have a good life and thanks for the help, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, like, that's good. You're building this structure for them. I have no problem with all of that. All the inner work seem really good. All the inner, like, for the players, it sounds great. My concern is it all sounds great and dandy until the, until Riot can't, can't produce and then everyone's pissed because, all these rules in place, right? Well, Riot didn't produce, but I still got to pay my players. I still got all my marketing costs. I still have all my all my team costs. I still have my housing costs. I still have all that still on the owner's hands. So there's a lot riding on Riot themselves to perform and make these these you know these commercial TV deals uh, and and just take esports to a level that we've never seen and we don't know if the world's ready for it. We're gamers, right? We're, we're hardcore gamers. And if you're watching League of Legends NALCS, I'm sorry, you're a gamer, okay? And you're not an ordinary gamer. You're pretty much like in a, you're, a, you're a hardcore gamer at that point because I've never really talked to anyone that, you know, would get up at three in the morning to watch uh, an, a world's video, uh, you know, a world's game in China right now that isn't a hardcore League of Legends guy. And if you're hardcore League of Legends, you're not just a casual gamer playing games on your phone. Right. So you're transitioning to ESPN or ABC or C, wherever, wherever it is. None of that matters to me if you can't, um, you know, if you can't produce. Because, because the, the 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 crowd that you think you're gonna grab don't doesn't care about your product. Mm -hmm. That's what and that's what's that's what's up in the air to be seen. Because the difference is that we talk about Super Bowl, right? And it's one of the it's one of the if not the most it is the most watched single thing in in history of television or whatever or just media period and. Yes, people watch it from around the world, but but realistically, it's it's America, right? It's it's North America, it's the surrounding countries. Yes, people watch it in other countries, but the NFL is not There's a reason why we do two games a year in Europe because we want people to start learning what football is over there. NFL football is over there. You know, like and there's a reason the NBA is going and having games in Africa and India and stuff like that is to try to try to spread their brand. So the thing that concerns me about league is that when you tell me 43 unique view, 43 million unique viewers watched world 2016, that is global. League is already global. Mm -hmm. Why isn't it higher? China is your number one source. That's why you're so excited that worlds is there right now. Like, you should pull 43 million from China themselves. Yeah. So that's my concern is that you got to show growth. 2018, you got to take that, you know, 2017, I'm hoping that there's some growth there that we're 50, 60, 80 million. But 2018 in the franchise game, when you're, when you're pushing the ESPN and you're doing all these things, you got to hope that it's, 
you know, 200, 300 million unique viewers, you know, getting, getting that level because you do have those other markets that, that other sports like the NFL, the NBA and baseball, it's like, they don't have those markets. People play baseball all around the world, but MLB is not all around the world. Mm -hmm. And you have to keep in mind too, that we have to obviously narrow those results down. So we would have to pull numbers for unique views of the NA summer split and spring split champions, because as of right now, it's just the North American LCS that's going franchise. Right. So this is kind of almost like a test of waters. So could this be going global where a league is just a franchise sport at that point as, as a global event? Yeah, It'd be difficult that's to a do. Good, that's but. a good point. I got a little ahead of myself. That Yeah, this is just NA doing it this, this time around, mm-hmm. which also kind of scares me in the sense that, like, if, if it's successful and – Riot doesn't spread it to the other markets like EU, like uh, Korea, you know, and and these other big markets. Because there's a lot of leagues, right? There's a lot of leagues for League of Legends. Yep. But if they don't, we've already like it's not even live yet, and you already have rumblings in Europe of people of teams being like, "I'm out." Like, if you don't franchise, then I'm done. I'm we're, we're out of here. Mm-hmm. So you're because you're testing it over here. Other people want it, and it's like you're gonna have to react fast. You're gonna have to be fast, or or yeah. you know, like and what? Ha- how's it go- like? Don't be like. Don't. What I don't want to see is NA goes and they're successful, and then they go. All right. Well, um, 2019. Uh, you know, the EU will go, and then you see like you know the Korean teams and stuff just blow up in in rage because they're not getting it year two. They have to wait till year three. Like as long don't roll out one group a year type deal. Like yeah. if NA is successful, you need to roll almost it. roll it global. Yep. Just go. Exactly. So at the end of the day it's just it's scary because it, it is potentially not not just for Riot and not just for the game of League of Legends. It's a huge step to a basically making esports a sport like at some somewhere back in the day football ended up saying hey we're going to start televising this we're going to put it here we're going to have arenas and we're going to you know create a franchise and then there'll be teams and now the super bowl is the most watched game on the planet every single year and they make more money than businesses can dream about making in 25 years, like on one day. Yeah. It's just crazy the amount that they could pull in. So, But the scary thing is that they're, they're showing decline, though. Right. <laughs> they're, they're, str- they're worried because their viewership's down. Everything's down. So, like, why is esports the answer? Right. So, is it? And I guess that's what we'll that's see. It, so, right. it's a little scary for us over here in NA because we're kind of, you know, testing the waters and seeing we're how the it's going to go. You know, everything as far as, you know, viewership and league itself, the growth of the game, the growth of the the uh, sport in worlds and in each of the leagues has shown a bunch of promise, and it's getting very, very big. So uh, this is the next step for not only <laughs> Riot and the LCS uh, leagues, but the players, the pros, and to be honest, Esports in general, 
Because you know, if this go, if this goes big, you could see, and there's already talks over in Overwatch about how they're going to do uh, destination teams. So you want you're going to have your Cleveland team. You're going to have your they already announced California the San Francisco team. Shock. Right. So you're going to have Overwatch your teams. yeah. You're going to have your local ones, which could potentially end up making its way over to league. So let's say that this uh, franchising is successful. NA has you know just blown up and it's becoming a, an actual thing. Who's to say you don't see Team Solo mid out of California and you know well, FlyQuest out yeah. of this out of this team? You kind of already wonder if it's shaping that way with the sense of like Madison Square ba- Gardens got Gardens got bought got up by CLG. CLG, right. CLG, yeah. So are they going to become more of a New York? you know, oriented team, and then, um, you know, are you looking at, like, Milwaukee Bucks, right, own FlyQuest? Mm-hmm. So, like, you you already have those city ties to these teams. At, you know, New York Yankees pick up Echo Fox. So does mm-hmm. New York have two teams now? And, you know, things like that, which is... Uh, they say the Cleveland Cavaliers, but realistically, it's Dan Gilbert. So, is that a Cleveland team, or could it be a Detroit team because of Quicken and, and World Headquarters? And like you know, Dan Gilbert's talked about esports and getting involved, mm-hmm. and he's talked about it here in Michigan. So, they say Cleveland Cavaliers, but let's be honest: the owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers is Dan Gilbert. So, Dan Gilbert got a spot. How he's going to use it, I don't know. Mm-hmm. We're still we're still waiting to find that out. Yeah. That or even if you don't want to do an individual team-based like home base, maybe just pick like five major areas. So you have your San Francisco because that's where Riot's located. You have your New York because of the whole Madison Square Garden ties. You have Chicago because that's where the servers are based out of. You have, you know, and then two other major cities. Maybe you do Vegas because it's just a huge pull and somewhere else, maybe Texas or Florida, like Miami or San Antonio or something like that. And then the teams travel. Yeah. And then that way they can have a venue. Like literally here's the LCS arena in yeah. these cities. And then you could buy tickets and pull people from these different states mm-hmm. to come and watch on this weekend. All the LCS teams are going to be here. And these are the two home teams because this is where they're based out of. Yep. And you can watch them play off against whoever they're playing that week, but also get to see the other teams. Which creates ticket sales, ticket marketing, sales, marketing yeah, uh, merchandise, know. and fan base. Fan base, yep. So yeah. I'm excited to see where this is going to go. I am still a little worried about it because it's it's new. It's it's different. It's... um. It's very hidden by Riot right now. Like they have a game plan and they're kind of giving it to you piece by piece. Yeah, we'll get and it. there's a lot of people worried about it. So it's kind of like, what are they? What are they doing? All these yeah. teams are getting declined, you know, denied, and these other teams are in. Why? What's the? And they're not right. really speaking up yet. But I think we're gonna get got a, a plan. lot. We're gonna get so. a lot in November when they they plan on releasing more information in November. So next month, I think we'll 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 get we'll know more. But a lot of this news just came out. We thought it was we thought it was alpha worthy uh, because some of these are I'd consider them upsets. I'd consider Immortals being declined a, a, a surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I consider FlyQuest getting accepted a surprise. You know, uh, and then now all the following announcements with like right after that it's like you know. Um, um, New York Yankees partnering with Echo Fox, and, and you know, and you're finding all this stuff. Team Solomon getting ready to do an investor run. You know, so we're hearing all this buzz, and uh, the all these moves are happening because this league is getting closer and closer. Right, Worlds is going to wrap up. We're going to go into a short off season, and then it's go time. So, 
Um, it'll be very interesting when we come out of the other side and see what we actually have as a product here. So to close this up, a couple questions for you, Jazzy. Mm -hmm. I'm going to shoot your way. Um, first question, of the teams that we know are in, who is going to win the first split of a franchise NALCS in 2018? <sighs> well... We'll have to see with the new teams how the the drafting and the rostering go, and if there's any major moves or trades in the offseason from these teams based upon franchising. But if the teams that are currently franchised for 2018 stay the same, I say you still have your three big boys in TSM, CLG, and Cloud9. Okay. All right, and then out of the new teams that we know, we got the. Um, I mean, Optic already has a name, so. But what is if, if one of those teams were your, your team? Mm -hmm. Give me a team name. What would they be called? Ooh. Putting you on the hot spot here. My gosh, and I can't uh, call them uh, Gamezilla. <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> that's the easy answer, but yeah, I we got mean, a cool logo. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'll take it, Gamezilla. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Gamezilla Gaming, there we go. But, yeah. All right. I mean, you're, anything is going to be pushed as far as a lot of the so, so Optic is based upon like a lot of sponsorship and stuff, so you get pulled. So you're going to see your your Hyperkin and your, your uh, even Astro maybe getting into it. And, like, well, that'd be to Logitech push. now. Yeah, Logitech. You're right, Logitech now. Yeah. So, and you'll see some weird like names that that come up through these sponsorship deals. So somebody's going to pull pull their strings and be like, "Oh, you should be the uh, Logitech Logitechians or something." They'll be long, something long dumb, as it's not so. like, you know, like Comerica Gaming. Yeah, yeah, where <laughs> where it's actually the name. So Yeah, yeah, as long as we don't get to that. Uh, I'm still good with the getting sponsors and splattering them all over the jersey. That's fine, but let's get let's keep the uh, the names cool and unique and not uh, yeah. not super brandish. And for my buddy Deadite, um, I'm gonna go ahead and throw this team name out because it's just it's needed to be in this in this franchise model. Is one of them needs to name their team uh, Mortals. M mortals? Yep. Not immortals? The mortals. The mortals. Okay, <laughs> great. Oh, my gosh. Well, let's wrap this up. Let us know what you think about this uh, franchising, eSports, NALCS, all of it. Uh, you can join the conversation right on the Discord. You go to MotorCityGaming.com, right on the homepage, you click the button that says Join the MCG Discord. You can talk with gamers from around the world every day. Um, and in the League of Legends chat, there's a tons of chatter going on about this. Uh, you know, some good, some bad. Uh, but we want to hear your input. So join the Discord today. It's free. And uh, come talk with us about some stuff. But, uh, yeah. Other than that, I think we want to thank our sponsors. Or not our sponsors. Our, uh, our supporters. Our on, supporters. On Patreon. Uh, if you want early access to this show along with the Mothership Show, which is the Games Little Podcast, um, head on over to patreon.com slash games all podcast start your patronage today you do uh, some great perks over there like the early access to um, we have fight flight clubs so once a month you can vote on which Not one of flight clubs but fight yeah. clubs flight clubs like where punch, we punch, go punch, kick, to kick. the local strip club yeah. here and yeah. videotape it all all on your dollar <laughs> all on your dollar but we have fight club so you get to as a patron you get to vote 
for two members and which game they get to fight off in at the end of the month. We stream it live before one of our shows. It's a blast. Last uh, one we had was you and me, round one. Uh, I got my butt kicked in some Injustice 2. Swept. Yeah, swept. Absolutely You destroyed. got double swept. Um, to even tenured rewards. So the longer you're supporting us, the more we're supporting you. You can get cool swag and shirts and hats and f- and stuff like that for supporting us over an extended period of time. But maybe thongs. Yeah, you have to. Never know. You have to find out at uh, <laughs> Patreon.com/slash/GamesLowPodcast. All right, and this episode is brought to you by DetroitBeardCollective.com. If you have a beard, a mustache, and you want it to smell good and look its best, you need to pick up some of the best products on this planet at DetroitBeardCollective.com. And here at MC Gaming, we're going to help you save. So simply use that code MCGAMING at checkout, and you will save 20%. Sorry, yeah, 20% on all orders over $25. Yeah. Blank there for a second. I've only I've only dropped that plug like four billion times, and I like <laughs> yeah, was right. like, oh man, I messed Whoops. it up. No, I didn't. But anyways, yeah, DetroitBeerCollective.com. We use it. We love it. We smell good most of the time. Sixty mm. percent <laughs> of the time, we smell good all the time. Yeah, go check out their website though, DetroitBeerCollective.com. Great website, great products. Well, <sighs> that about wraps it up. That's Games of Alpha. Talking about the franchising of NALCS. Episode um, 30. Episode 30. Well, on a a final note, I just want to have a little moment to speak to that one team whose application is still floating out there, waiting to get their last spot in the NALCS. Go get a major sports team to back you. And you got the spot. And you got it. For everybody else that didn't make the cut and for all of our league fans that are watching Worlds right now, legends never die. I'll never forget you. I'll never forget you. Immortals, I'll never forget you. Dignitas. Man, shout out Immortals. I'll never forget you, Phoenix One. I'll never forget the jersey that Jazzy bought. What? I was thinking of this the other day, right? I was like, because essentially I told you at one point I want to get all of the jerseys so that I could either A, wear them or do like a cool like now you have collage, right, in my room where I like kind of hang them like jerseys. And um, <laughs> I was thinking the other day, I was like, oh, Phoenix won. They didn't make it. Wait, I got their jersey. Immortals, they didn't make it. I got their jersey. And then I was saying, Envy, eh. well, they're gone. I'm glad and I can get another jersey that's way cooler. Um and then, God, who was the last one? Well, I can't think of it. I can't think of it. T- Dignitas. Dignitas. And you have their jersey. I have their jersey. <laughs> so I was thinking the other day, I You're was like, the curse. I'm the curse. It's your fault. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I'm sitting there and I was like, man, every team that I really like their logo and like and like, like the they're teams, gone. they're gone because I bought their jersey. Tune in next week so. to find out what developers went out of business because Jazzy Fiddle bought their video games. <laughs> Until next week, game, game on. on.